hold it. For the love of Jane Russell's big fat horse's ass on toast, stop ringing that goddamn bell. <laughs> Shit the bed. Well, howdy, folks. Come on in. Well, <laughs> from the looks of them fancy britches and uh, sassy little hairdos, y'all ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> so where are y'all from? What? I didn't quite get that. Ah. Obviously, all y'all is mutes. Because you wouldn't be fucking with me now, would you? <laughs> no, no. See, the last guy that fucked with me ain't having a real good howdy-do today right now. Y'all city slickers think you can come in here and, and just waste my whole goddamn day, don't you? Well, <laughs> hell with that. Get the hell on out of here. I got me some chickens to be dealing with. This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. Hey, what's going on, you fucking weirdos? Welcome to the Goremore <laughs> Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's going on, Goremore? The killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. Killing everybody. Today is September 23rd, 2019. It is my mother's birthday. She's getting old as shit. And we got a lot of stuff to talk to you about today and a sweet-ass movie review. But before any of that, we mourn the loss of Sid Haig. Today, the horror community weeps in unison. On uh, It's fucking crazy. Boys? Oh, yeah, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had a little tear just rolling. Listen to that. Uh, intro, yeah. but uh, if you guys have met Sig, I met him once at a con up at ScareCon, dude. He's just super nice, super genuine, as most like horror stars usually are. But I think I don't know. To me, like I feel like once we all kind of heard he was in that wreck, he just I don't know. Him being the age he is and shit, like that was going to be a fifty-fifty regardless. But I'm glad he's not suffering anymore or in pain. Yeah, we knew he was having some serious health issues. Rob Zombie came out last week and said uh, he was really fighting an illness, but he wouldn't say what it was, I'm guessing, out of respect to the family. And we're probably never going to know what it was. But uh, it's a terrible, terrible loss. Uh, he was great in you know, the Rob Zombie movies, Hospital Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. He didn't have much of a role in uh, Three from Hell because of his health issues. Uh, he was also in another good movie called Galaxy of Terror, which uh, Joe Castro was posting about earlier. Uh, mm. He's been in so Check many other things, out. though. That was the one where he kind of has that weird, like, Star Trek get up going on, right? That might have been the uh, that one TV show. Um, like, he had that, like, one weird, like, eye cover thing. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the pictures. I don't think that, that's the same one. No, I think that's uh, some kind of Star Command show he did, too. Right. Uh, I, I, anyway. I, but, yeah. Oh, no, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so it could be. But, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he was a pretty badass guy. Bobby, how you handling this, boy? I, when I was at work this morning, I literally 
I, I went on the internet and like five seconds of the seeing it, I just saw Sid Haig pass and I kind of just went, I, I, I literally had nothing other to say than no, like, mm-hmm. like this can't be. And I just saw three from hell last week when it came out and the movie was great. And yeah, um, like you said, he was very limited in the role. Um, I unfortunately never met the man, but the stories I heard about him, even just like next to his table when I was meeting someone, pants laughing with his fans. Mm-hmm. The man was genuine. Um, I, Captain Spaulding is my favorite role of his ever. I, I watch it and I laugh. I don't cringe. I laugh like that. I, he will be missed. That's all I got to say is he's going to be missed big time. Agreed. Uh, he really turned that character into a horror icon and, you know, really allowed to uh, him to continue his career along in life by just playing that one character. It was really amazing and so iconic. Uh, we will all miss him. So I guess in the original version of House of a Thousand Corpses, Captain Spaulding actually wasn't one of the villains. He was actually the hero at the end hmm. when he's driving with yeah. the girl. He was, he, was, he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. that was it. Yeah, he was actually supposed to be the hero. And then uh, due to editing changes, they just kind of changed it. So he was one of the villains. That's crazy. Hmm. Um, positive note, though, it makes me want some tooty fucking fruity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on to more positive things, I hope. Slice of lifetime. Chad, how was it, buddy? Well, I'm on the third day of a what's supposed to be a four-day weekend for me. Next, uh, next weekend, I'm working really, really long shifts. They want to give us a bunch of time off to give us a chance to rest, but I'm actually going in tomorrow anyway because they enticed us with, on top of uh, overtime pay, a $50 gift card for anybody who shows up. Nice. That is worth it right there. Absolutely, and that's going towards my uh, Christmas fund, so especially since I just had to drop $65 to get my wife's car aligned today. Mm. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not terrible. I would do that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, other than that, you know, just relaxing and enjoying my week. And uh, how about you, Johnny? Uh, pretty chill week. Just fucking working all the time. Uh, doing some school shit. I go to a fucking not te- uh, parent teachers bullshit, whatever. You know, that's always fun. Oh, nah. yeah. And uh, but nope, just uh, started working on my machete a little bit for con wise. So I only put about like 30 minutes of it into it so far, which you can obviously tell, but I'm going to get some plaster and everything, smooth it all out after I do some more sanding. I think I made it a little oversized, though, because a couple of introductions said it was like 30 inches, and most machetes are usually at like a 22, as I'm sure Bobby would know. Oh, too bad cool. Too bad cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. But hey, a little bit bigger. There's nothing wrong with that, man. So, right. <laughs> <about it. laughs> well, dude, it makes it, it look for more menacing. It, it's a better swing. Jesus. It feels like I'm fucking holding a baseball bat, man. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. Oh. Like, but it'll be uh, fun. But no, man. Um, just got uh, peeping around on Shutter a little bit this weekend. Uh, watched a few random horror movies that they had planned. What'd you watch? Um, oh, what they had? They had Texas Chainsaw Three, I think, going Ooh, at one point. That's uh, a good one. And then uh, that's one of the best ones, which prompted me to watch the first one because my wife's never actually watched that one. So I was like, well, we got to watch that. Um, and then what the hell else? There was some other Shudder movie. I didn't even catch the name. I only watched it for like 30 minutes. It was all right. Um, all, all I know is it was some bitch wandering around the graveyard for about 30 minutes. And I was like, well, all right, nothing really happens. So, okay. but other than that, man, uh, pretty nice, easy week. Uh, how you doing, Bobby? 
Uh, my week is good. Uh, the weekend was great. Uh, I went to Shocktoberfest with uh, friends Taylor and Jen. We saw Tisa. The place Woo! is absolutely the, the the place was great. A lot of attractions. Uh, very fun night. We all hung out afterwards, and it was great to see some of Tisa's work and everybody's work. They did they did pretty well. I loved it. I love going to haunted attractions in general. So that's like a hell yeah when, when fucking Halloween comes around. Um, yesterday was a chill day. It was a little football and you know, got a better car. So everything's going all right at the moment. All right. Nice. I, I got no complaints. <laughs> TJ, how are you, bud? Good. Super busy uh, doing some promotional work for the Hearts of Darkness, the making of the final Friday film. Been pushing that, running a big old social media marketing team for the first time. It's pretty, uh, pretty fun. Got a little video contest going on over there in the final fan group. Uh, favorite character from Jason Goes to Hell, like an impression contest. Got some really cool entries in that. Uh, just a lot of cool stuff going on and doing a lot of promoting. Got a lot Can of- I ask you a question really quick? Yes. How many episodes uh, did you say of Gormore you recorded this week alone? Four. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Busy fucking boy. That's okay, though. It gets us out there. I interviewed Rusty Schwimmer and Michael B. Silver from Jason Goes to Hell, and I got to talk to Michael Silver about his wiener, and then I got <laughs> to tie, hold on, I got to tie that in with Tisa. Oh God! And her hashtag show more wiener. Oh God! <laughs> so I got to God. talk to Michael Silver about his wiener, where Tisa got the idea from the show me more wiener thing from. So hashtag angry pickle. Angry pickle. Was it angry when you talked to him about it? No, he's pretty uh, flaccid. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of disappointing, TJ. Thanks. Great interview, though. Come on, you have this power. (laughs) Whenever I interviewed Rusty, I got her to go full Joey B, and you guys will love that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I also have an interview with a a filmmaker who does direct-to-VHS films uh, named Rakeem Lawrence. Uh, really cool guy. It's a short and sweet interview. It's it's really cool. He has a different perspective on things. I ask him some questions about physical media and how long does he think it will last? Will it always have a market? Stuff like that. Stuff that we're not going to get into this episode because, fuck, it'd be three hours long if we started talking about collecting and physical media. And Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Wait, was, yeah. that the, was that the same guy you talked to real quick at Jason Fest? Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Thought I recognized the name. Cool guy. I'll, uh, got a lot of cool stuff coming. I think tomorrow I'm going to be collabing with Wicked Wednesdays and we're going to review the new movie Haunt. Oh, there you go. I want to see that. It's incredible. Uh, Damian Malfi plays in this, who, if you guys know, is in one of my favorite slasher films, Strangers Pray at Night, as Sackboy. Do you see it in theaters or on uh, VOD? I see it on Voodoo 4K. No, was it 4K? No. Probably. No, 1080p, they didn't have the 4K version available. 1080p mm. on my TV, and it looked beautiful. Nice. There's a scene involving a hammer that makes you cringe, Terrifier style. Ooh, that sounds lovely. I got to watch this movie. I'm gonna Practical watch effects. It. Tonight when we're done. The trailer uh, looked beautiful, dude. I can't. I, I wanted to see that way more than I wanted to see the new hit. It's like if somebody watched Hellfest and was like, fuck, that's for pussies. <laughs> all right yeah all righty then yeah it's the writers of a quiet place and producer eli roth 
What was the other movie kind of like Hellfest, uh, but it was like found footage? Uh, Hell House, LLC. No, 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 no. It was um, three of them now. The houses that houses October built. I love that movie. That wasn't bad. I liked that one. I liked it because it really does go into the basically October did build those houses when you like it, it. I found it so strange and cool at the same time. I never watched the second one, but. The first one, the only my issue with that is the ending was very abrupt. Mm. Yeah, but I, I heard mixed reviews about the second one, but I still want to watch it. Okay. But movie review time! So this week's film is 1981's The Prowler, directed by Joseph Zito, who you may also know directed Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, and I broke that. Also directed Maniac? No. No. No, Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Directed, um, uh, Jesus Christ, Blood Rage. Blood Rage, and then I think he directed something else, but it's nothing of importance. I, I, I think you might be confused because the main character in Maniac is named Frank Zito. Oh, yes, yeah. that goddamn and, Italian and with the whole Savini thing, just you yeah. know, him just running all movies in '81. And Chad has some parallels that he's going to tell you here later on the behind the scenes stuff between this film and some of those sexy, delicious Friday films that we love. <laughs> Written by yeah. Neil Barbara, Glenn Leopold. Produced by Joseph Zito and David Street, whatever. Starring Vicky Dawson as Pam MacDonald, Christopher Goutman as Deputy Mark London, Lawrence Tyranny as Major Chatham. 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 Farley Granger as Sheriff George Frazier. Cindy Weintraub, right? Yes. Uh, as Lisa. Lisa Dunshouth as Sherry. David Senderholm as... Carl, Bill Nunnery as hotel clerk, Tom Bray as Ben, Diane Rode as R- Sally, Brian England as Paul, music by Finkel as Einhorn, Richard Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing too when I was typing up these show notes. Cinematography <laughs> by Raul Lomos. And I think they went Mexican on these uh, yeah, cinematographers. Like How Fernandez. Fernandez, south of the border cinematographers here, edited by Joel Goodman, which if you guys know who Joel Goodman in is, it is John Goodman's older gay brother's sister, uh, distributed <laughs> by Sandhurst, which we've, don't know anything about and I could ask Bobby, but it'd be a waste of time. Released never oct- heard of them. exactly released October 9th, 1980, fucking one, a long time ago in a very different time. Runtime of 89 minutes, budget of one mil gross. The fuck if we know. Yeah, this is another movie I can't <laughs> find shit about. I've checked so many sites and everybody says the budget, one million grossed, and there's nothing. Bro, I feel like you're rolling like a turkey on this, man. It's like the last like three of them we couldn't fucking know. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the past few has been like, um, we don't know what they made, so we don't know how really good it was at the time. So we got a trailer, but it's three minutes and 50 seconds long. And, and the highest quality we can find is 240p. So I'm going to reload this and see what we got. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good for us, guys. Not good at all. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Let's you know we're gonna we're gonna give it a try and see what happens. Oh, isn't it 
beautiful. What a little fucking really movie. Like it. <laughs> Roy. What's the matter? Afraid somebody will tell your daddy? I love this guy in the beginning. He was like, ah, keep your mitts off my girl. <laughs> like, those were his exact words. <laughs> right. <laughs> my dad's got even more money than he does. Ooh. Sweet car, though. That's definitely East Coast rich snob right there. It's about he was a little bitch and didn't go fight in the world like everybody else. Right, but he's talking shit. He's like, if any of those army guys come around. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Purdue. Oh, this is not a trailer. This is like the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> Want a slug? It's literally the fucking it is. movie. It's literally the beginning the of the movie. The trailer is, not is even the beginning trailer. of the movie. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is horse shit. Oh, shit, that's funny. That seems to be about right with how I feel about the movie anyways, but... Whatever. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not going to... Listen, there's parts I enjoy. I'm not going to shit on it completely. Like the shower titties. That and <laughs> Savini's work, pretty much. Okay, then let's get on to this yeah, motherfucking fuck review. No who's going to read? Fuck that trailer. There is no trailer. So plot right. rundown. Uh, who wants to do the plot rundown this week? I'll go ahead and do it. Okay. Uh, the story opens in the 1940s, just after the end of World War II. A soldier whose identity is kept uh, kept from use for reasons that will become obvious very soon receives a Dear John letter from the girl that was supposed to be waiting for him at home. Whore! Exactly. Bitch. Oh, terrible. What a lousy human being she was. It seems she has found another man. The girl and her new fellow are at the local graduation dance, like a college graduation dance, sorry, but decide to go outside for a walk and a little fooling around. They are quickly and brutally killed thanks to the masterful work of makeup maestro Tom Savini. Tom Savini! The killer is never found, and the town does not hold another graduation dance for over 40 years. We skip to the. But nobody first- graduated in 40 years? Like. No, they just didn't. <laughs> it's a small town. But um, We skip to the present, 1981, and preparations for the newly instated dance, graduation dance are underway. Somebody, however, cannot forget the past and wants to make sure nobody else does either. Soon, a mysterious figure in a military uniform begins to dispatch the college students in various grisly ways, like throat slitting, pitchfork impalement, and an unforgettable bayonet through the top of the head seat. Woo! Oh, so good. On her letter, that's at least it was a written letter. It's not like text message or a phone call today. Yeah, but back then it was, kind of, it was kind of the same thing. It's a slap in the face, and she's a bitch either way. Yeah, it's a well, but it's a well written slap in the face, dude. I don't know, man. I'd rather have <laughs> <laughs> trying to like make it seem like it's better. I like how right. at, the end the, at the end of the letter, she's like, oh, I just hope we can become friends again. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. No. Fuck you. Fuck that. That's enough of that. All right. I laughed the hardest at the line where she was like, I just need to live my life. And I just yelled. I'm like, I got to live my best life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's getting out there fucking just riding dick. 
little, little did she know that life would be an end that night. Right? She didn't get the dick. That's how it goes. You say the wrong thing, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what'd you guys think of this thing. fucking thing? Let's let John start since he was uh, yeah. not as, not as enthused as the rest let of us. John start. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> let me uh, crack my knuckles here. Um, lesson. Savini's work, great. But I feel this movie in general was literally just a showcase for Savini's fucking work. None of these characters are memorable. This movie fucking dragged. Nothing happened for 30 fucking minutes. I'm just looking around with a flashlight. Oh, we're going to build suspense? Okay, we're past the suspense part. What's happening? Oh, nothing's happening. Okay, what's still happening? Okay, nothing's happening. Great. No, dude. It was bad. that, That reminds me. When they're looking around the major's house, why are they looking around with a flashlight? Like, just turn the fucking lights on. (laughs) <laughs> dude there's so many there's so much random shit about this movie dude the, like, po- the power wasn't out just turn a goddamn light on when you leave the room turn the light off like a normal human why, being why is the whole town filled with red herring creepy people slasher movie motherfuckers I'm like, stop <laughs> analyzing this I like I like it to the end when they go back to the major's house and the sheriff's deputy is going up the top of the stairs, and there's like the one room where the door's partly open and the lights on. And he <laughs> reaches up to open the door, and which the killer is definitely in. He's like, "Nah," <laughs> and he just walks away. With it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, just look at it from. My, I've never seen this movie, and coming into it, I'm like, "All right, sweet. This is the director of Friday Thirteenth Part Four, which is literally one of the probably the best, if not, you know." One of the best out of all of those. The best on top of Blood Rage, which was fucking amazing. Yes. And then you have Savini, which you know, you know, he's not going to disappoint. But I don't know, man. I just feel it fell flat for me, dude. Like I was literally just like, oh my god, is this fucking over yet? It felt like it was two fucking hours long. Like <sighs> kills, great. I'll fully go that way, but. I could, dude, I couldn't even tell you without looking at the fucking IMDb list what the fucking characters' names are. They're all completely forgettable, except for that one fat motherfucker working the desk. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, he was. He, he, I didn't catch his name, but I didn't care. He was just like, oh, thank God, there's at least like something to break out just the boredom. Like, at least the, the, his scene was a little funny just because he was a full dick. Scene made the movie in terms of having the great comic relief. He was, he was on the money. Yeah. But. I secretly, I I secretly like, got a kick out of the fact that he's sitting there drinking cans of Rolling Rock beer because Rolling Rock's a Pittsburgh brand. Oh, really? I didn't oh, even notice that. Oh, wow. fucking Did you know that was from there? Yeah, it's made down in uh, Latrobe. Speaking of all this <laughs> behind-the-scenes shit, Chad. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We still got to discuss. Oh, I loved it. I, I really did. I, I enjoyed it more than John did. I actually... It's part slasher, part whodunit. Uh, I thought the, the the suspense building scenes like he was talking about that he thought were boring. I, I mean, I, I agree with to an extent, but only slightly. But I actually thought it built up su- the suspense even more. Oh, yeah. And Re- really, like you guys didn't think that was a dead giveaway of the whodunit? Dude, whenever was he like, was wow. in that dorm room, my butthole puckered every time she'd go in there. Like, come on. Okay. 
Can I just throw this? Listen, you literally had the only character old enough to be alive in 1945 go, all right, I'm going to take off for the fucking weekend. See you guys later. I thought it was the weirdo that was working in the damn convenience yeah. store. Not not really? the main guy, like the guy in the back room, uh, that auto guy. type did not fit him. And what was... <sighs> I just thought it was really weird that the, the, the store manager or store owner just you know, popped up just to say, oh, hey, somebody's in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking weird. I will say that. And and then in the graveyard, when that dude just randomly like fucking peekaboos in the window. Right, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck was that dude? <laughs> that was him. That was Otto. That was the weird guy that I thought it was the killer. Wow. Okay. And, I, I, he didn't need to be there, but okay. Yeah, it was just a weird scene, but... Uh, he was a red herring, dude. Was, there was, well, yeah. And the thing that really kind of bugged me was and you see that a lot in these movies where somebody like digs up a grave in like an hour's time span dude it would take me all night to dig up a fucking hole that deep fucking right dude that's a lot of work it is oh it's not come on listen man we're not in shape like you Bobby. Okay, I, got fucking, <laughs> I got some tires in the middle here buddy it's Espe- gonna take, okay, get a little winded. especially come a world war ii vet it's gonna take him a while <laughs> Too and much exposition. And they're always like they're always like perfectly shaped rectangles. They're they're always perfectly formed in these movies. There's no way that there's no way that happens in real life. Right? There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. That's why you need like a supernatural cut scheme where you literally just fade from like closed grave, open grave. So they didn't Friday the thirteenth part six. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally open a grave in like thirty minutes. Oh, didn't realize you could get it that square. they're good at it okay they're good at it but like tj said i didn't notice parallels between other at least friday the 13th movies like uh like and actually the parallel like i said the shower scene between this and part four uh this movie is the reason he got the job for part four by the way ah okay yeah it's all about that downward camera scene camera angle in the shower yeah it was it was very very reminiscent of that and i didn't even i thought that while i was watching the movie it's like oh this reminds me of part four and then i looked up later and was like oh same director. Okay, that makes sense. But Mexican cinematographer. <laughs> How about the complete yeah. ripoff scene at the end Part from two. number two? Yep, that's exactly what I was talking about, too, because the whole pitchfork and she's hiding under, the, even including a rat while she's hiding under the bed. That's what yep. I was And she kind of even looks like her, dude. She did. She looks a lot yeah. like uh, Amy Steele. It even that ending even also reminisced the original ending of part four when she goes upstairs to find her mother and the eyes are rolled in the back of the head. Yeah exact setup i it didn't even just think not about jason that. just not jason there's yeah, no other killer except what comes back to life because when her mother she finds her mother in the tub isn't the water still running too and the yeah. water still running she, in the shower. she lifts her up eyes are rolled back and jason's behind her and his one eye is completely gone and it's white and it's like he must love the white eyes hey, there's something up with it well that, that would be a savini thing then because he did the effects for both of them as well yeah, you know right. what it reminded yeah, me of uh, whenever the guy got the bayonet in the top of the head, which is my favorite kill, by the way, uh, yeah, it reminded weird. me of the brain bug in Starship Troopers sucking out the guy's fucking brain. <laughs> oh. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, wow. That's, that's pretty close. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that's very close. So, Chad, what do you got for us, buddy? All right, this is... Uh, sound like Adam Marcus, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been like talking him. to him too much. Uh, okay, so Tom Savini actually considers this movie to be his best work. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was the very first thing on the at top of the IMDb list, is this, he considers oh, this his best work. Oh, my. Probably uh, because of the, the practical effect kills 
more than anything. Like he does a lot of makeup work, but these are some really good practical kills. Um, the cemetery scenes were shot in an actual cemetery on Halloween night, 1980. The open grave used in the film that we were just talking about was an actual open grave. Yes. It's awaiting for a funeral. Yes. That's awesome. Beautiful. I wonder whose body was in there before they had to take it out. <laughs> That's right, Bobby. We got to fight, figure out these things. Let's, let's put you on the case. Let's go, Chad. Keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So the director once told a guard in a movie theater where the film was being screened that he was the director of the film. To this, the guard replied, you really did kill these people, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> That's what I would have said. I mean, what's he going to do? Uh, it's only recently then discovered that The Prowler was re-released in a handful of theaters in the North and South Carolina as The Pitchfork Massacre. In spring of 1984. Fuck it, hey, that's a better title. What? Yeah, but I it's it. nobody knows. There was a couple of titles, weren't there? Yeah, there was this, and uh, the international title wasn't it like Rosemary's Killer? Rosemary's Killer, and then there was I thought one other one. Maybe, like, it, was, maybe uh, it was that the Pitchfork Massacre. It's turning into um, not cranberry sauce. Oh cranberry. Jesus, yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blood rage slasher, fucking. But nobody knows who did it. Nobody knows who the distributor was, or if they even had the rights to do that. Uh, the house they used for Major Chatham's house was actually a museum. Uh, the furniture in the house was all antique, and the uh, owners would only allow a skeleton crew to shoot inside the location, obviously, so they didn't damage it. And that's probably why a lot of the rooms had uh, drapes over the... Yes, draped over. Okay. Um, shooting the film's special makeup effects would usually take a full day for each setup. The film's entire shooting schedule was built around the filming of the effects. So, John, you're kind of right there when you said... It was basically a showcase for Savini's work. Which, also, and I, I hope it, this isn't one of your notes that I'm stealing, but anytime there is a kill, it's Savini dressed up as the Prowler. Yep, that's in my notes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, I, I've seen that. There's actually three people, diff, three different people playing the killer. There's uh, uh, Savini doing that in the kill scenes. There is uh, the sheriff at the end. And uh, there's another guy that played it during the walking around scenes. Okay. Uh, Savini was brought in to do the special makeup effects after he finished working on Maniac. Uh, he did all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> I would still love to find the original version of that song that went for the movie. <laughs> but yeah, he says he did. Uh, he did the kills, and in 1984, he they teamed up again for um, part four, and he also helped uh, Ted White with the death scenes in that film. Fucking sweet. Uh, the makeup effects uh, for. Cindy Weintraub, which one was that? Hold on, please. Looking, Cindy. Lisa. Okay, uh, the effects actually died her skin beat red for like three days. Ah, which one oh. was Lisa? I don't fucking remember. Was that the uh, swimming pool kill? She almost got her fucking head cut off. It was incredible. See, don't you that think was the chlorine kill. would like take that shit off? I don't know, Bobby. Why don't you research that? Moving on. <laughs> hey, hey. Don't be, don't be hating. I took a forensics class. I know what I'm doing. Released internationally as Rosemary's Killer. On the audio commentary for the DVD, director Joseph Zito said he hated the props used for her photo album and the gravestone so much that he was apprehensive about even allowing the film to be released on DVD. He always felt the props were painfully fake looking and avoided coverage on them as much as possible while shooting. I'm glad that he did, because I actually enjoyed this movie, at least more than John did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's never going away. Hey, man, I'll stand to it. Uh, originally, he wanted to shoot it in Avalon, California, 
but uh, he decided to shoot it in Cape May, New Jersey instead because he felt it was had a more of a ghost town quality, and it was shot oh, every period Jersey? of six weeks there. Yeah. Road trip! Road trip! Goran Tort, uh, let's get hours, going. Three, it's three hours from here. Let's go. Be right back. That's about, what, six hours from here? Yep. Okay. Uh, the Prowler was played by three different people. Assistant director Peter Giuliano stalked around and chased the victims. Then Tom Savini wore the uniform for the kills, and then uh, uh, Farley Granger was in the unmasking scene at the end. So there's our three guys. Uh, Savini actually did fire a double-barreled shotgun into Frazier's fake head to make it explode <laughs> in the finale of the movie. Fuck so he, yeah! But you can't see it on screens. He said only about half the fake head was destroyed in the shot. He loves doing that, because that's like three movies he's used a uh, shotgun to blow up a head. He's done it that, he's done it in Maniac, and he did it in uh, Dawn of the Dead, I believe. Fuck yep, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, that's the one. <clears throat> uh, uh, moving on from that uh, Farley Granger had a difficult time with Savini creating the cast of his face for the film because he's severely claustrophobic ah, pussy let's go <laughs> <laughs> it took 18 takes of Cindy Wontraub being kicked in the face when she's in the pool Jesus 18 times. Ouch. but the takes were all used with the rubber foot so Minimum damage. Look legit though. Such Look a legit. good good scene. I was say it looked pretty good. Yeah, that was That's really a, that was a really tense. A scene. rubber foot. That yeah, that did good. Uh, the film's shock ending was actually inspired by the movie Carrie. Ooh. And here's a little bit on the release of it. Um, initially, Avco Embassy Pictures, who had previously released the Prom Night in 1980, uh, they were originally interested in distributing the Prowler. Uh, it was re- it was released independently. In the United States by Sandhurst Films. That's why we have never heard of them. They're independent. So this oh. is probably like one of their few releases. Uh, then it was released under the name Rosemary's Killer in Australia and Europe. And it was cut by about a minute. They cut about a minute of the uh, gore effects. And the German version omits all the gore scenes, including the revelation of the killer's identity, which makes no sense now. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. And replace the, the soundtrack. Who the going to want to watch that? Wait, this is weird. It replaces, What's the point of the movie? It replaces the soundtrack with both sounds for daytime. And cricket sounds for the night scenes. And the entire score was done by an uncredited musician on a synthesizer. What the fuck? Oh, this is it. And here it is. It goes by the version that is released by goes under the title. It translates into the pitchfork of death. (laughs) So there's another title. Isn't it? That's like four titles. That's four titles. That's cool as shit. But yeah, that's my behind the scenes stuff. Johnny D, what's the big question? Alrighty, so my big question is for the Prowler, what would you think his particular motivation really is? Because like in the beginning, you kind of get that, okay, you got the Dear John letter, and he killed the bitch that gave it to him and the dude he was with, or she was with. Mm-hmm. But like, why, is it just, is it literally just the dance? Like, did that just piss him off? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it sounds like something that also came from My Bloody Valentine. A little bit. Yeah. Which, that picture you sent earlier, I don't, I was kind of, that, that was pretty sweet where it had, uh, what was it, the town that dreaded sundown, that guy. Phantom. Um, Prowler and then fucking. Harry Ward. Uh, Valentine. Yeah. That yeah. shit was pretty sweet. That was really cool. It's not um, like the more forgotten ones. I wish one had Cropsy. Poor ooh, guy. That would have oh, been nice. I love Cropsy. Yeah. But no, like, it's just, like I said, like, was it, was it PTSD? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, all of a sudden, like, 
they had that thing, so he just like fucking went nuts. But he mentioned that he goes off every weekend, off every weekend like that year or whatever. So like, is he doing it other places? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That is a good question. That's that's a really good question. We don't know his motive. They never they never gave him one. Is no, he's just like sometimes? yo. People started hooking up, sometimes. and he's just like yo. I'm gonna go full fucking Voorhees on their ass. Which yo, I, can I? Let me just say this: If you literally just replaced him out, which I, I like the look of him, I thought it was interesting. It was different. But if you literally just put Jason in there, I feel like this movie I could have been like paying attention way. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> like the shots and everything, dude. Like it was just I, I don't know, like. Like I said, for as for a slasher man, if you're looking for the fucking straight up gore and shit, <laughs> yo, it totally holds up. It's a Savini classic, and it's kind of nice to see like the roots leading into uh, part four. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it was just the acting or just there wasn't too much story for me in the middle. But it just it was a tough. It, like I said, man, I I wadded through it. Okay, so douche of the movie, I'd have to say is the mayor because he's fucking crazy. Why did he grab onto her? <laughs> oh, in the bushes? Yeah. 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 Why? What, what was his? It deal? was weird. And he never it was, was like right before she ran into the dude in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Like he was outside. No, too. the mayor no. is the dude in the wheelchair. Oh, wait, really? No, no he, he was just yeah, a major. He wasn't the mayor. The same guy. Oh, I thought he was the mayor. I don't think so. It must be. I thought there was a. Because like she said I ran into like the mayor. Standing. She said I ran into the mayor after I was being chased by somebody, and I ran into the mayor. Oh I no! Mayor. I thought she said I. I thought she said that she ran into the major. I thought she ran into major. Yeah. Because that's his name was Major Chatham. Oh, okay. Then that's who it was. Then. Yeah. Okay. Let me look up a picture. Yep, it's him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why he grabbed her either. It was weird. Like I said, they, this town had a lot of weird, creepy fucking people for no reason. Maybe the major was in it with names either. Wait, maybe like, the major's I, one I feel like they him. set him up as a red herring because they were like, oh, maybe it's the guy in the wheelchair. Maybe he doesn't really have to be in it. But why? Why was his why was his daughter's corpse in the in the chimney? Of his fireplace. Somebody shoved it there after digging it up. And there was the, it, that was the the girl who got killed in 45. Yeah. The girl who wrote the letter. That was her corpse. Yeah, that was her Rose. Up, yeah. yeah. They dug up her grave and he just what, shoved it in the dangerous yeah. chimney? Yeah. Well, I figured he just did that to hide that corpse in order to hide her friend's body in the... I thought it had a lot to do with symbolism. As, but... Hmm... I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I forget half the movie except the kills. I'm sorry. (laughs) See? I just watched the shit last night. I cannot tell you besides that dude in the wheelchair's name. I can't tell you anybody else's name. I watched this like three hours ago. (laughs) The whole whole movie, I'm sitting there watching it, though. He's sitting there killing people. And I'm thinking back to the beginning. I showed him like getting ready. And he's like, like, wait, didn't he have a shotgun at one point? Yeah, and he fucking pulls yeah, it out of the very, very yeah. end. Which that was kind of good because you almost do forget about it completely. Yeah. It was that, that little red herring, like you know it's there, but it'll make you forget it because it's so friggin' long. Yeah. But I feel like he took a hell of a fucking shot to pop back up. That's just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, he also fucking blood on that wall. He also took a point blank shotgun blast to the chest, just like Otto. Right. Did. And he just gets right back up. Meanwhile, Otto's dead. 
Which that was still pretty awesome too. Like that whole little fucking tussle and shit. It was yeah, yeah that was Dude, like I said, gore in this movie is outstanding, and it's Savini, dude. The only kill I would say I feel like was kind of weak was the one in the pool yard, right after the one that in the pool happened, like where he just stabbed that bitch in the throat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like that was kind of weak because you know all they did was just keep showing blood splatter on her feet, and it's like, all right, you still have seen like that shot five fucking times in a row. We're good. Maybe it was supposed to be, you know, even better, but you know, the the effect just didn't work out. So they just right. It's fine. Yeah, they can't all work, you know. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to questions. Favorite kill? Mine would have to be the uh, bayonet through the fucking head. Mm, yep. That was, dude. That was just a brutal kill. It might not have been the goriest one, but. Just the way with the fucking eyes rolling back and shit. Yeah, that's my favorite. Just and the eyes. notice it didn't roll back <clears throat> up until he started pulling upwards. Yeah, yeah. Like he was a little stuck in it. Like he had to really fucking work it. His eyes were all of a sudden he starts pulling up and they're like, and you just see this pure white. Yep, glassy eye. It was beautiful. See, I, I gotta dis- I, I gotta disagree. My favorite was the girl in the pool, just because it was really it was really tense. Yeah, the way it was filmed, the way it was shot, the the editing, uh, the music, the whole setup to it, and just the fact that it looked extremely realistic when he's cutting through her throat. Dude, he went deep. He did, and then like he held he held that shit in there. And then as that's she's what dying, she said. <laughs> yeah, hold it down, hold it, would you? Hold okay, so but then she then she she's got the little breath. she has a little death twitch there in the water. Yeah, and he puts he hold he lets the body go, and you see it, and like there's the big gaping wound in the neck, and the blood's flowing, and then you see the air bubbles <laughs> popping out of the uh, yeah. trachea. I just thought it was extremely well done, practical effect. That that was my favorite kill. Okay, booby. Uh, same thing. The bayonet through the head. Okay, best scene. <laughs> That's everything about it. I love it. You know, it. I, I got to say, though, for honorable mention, I got to go with the uh, Savini head explosion at the end, man. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my good. favorite. Like, there was the fact that, like, I love the list of shit that he threw in the head for it to explode was fucking great. <laughs> just fucking let's grab the whole snack table, whatever is left over, just fucking throw it all in, man. It's good. Yeah. Sounds like something out of the thing. <laughs> Oh, fucking A, dude. There was definitely, you could see some corn pieces in there and shit for sure. Oh, I'm sure there was corn and beef and you name it, it was in there. That reminds me of Joe Castro's story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so best scene. We're still on that one. Yes, best scene. Mine would have mm. to be uh, that whole end sequence with the unmasking and stuff is pretty cool. Best scene. It's a tough one for me. You know, I'm not going to – I will say uh, I was impressed with uh, the main chick there. What the fuck's her name? Uh, anyways, when she first sees the Prowler and she escapes from him, yeah. dude, that bitch fucking hauls ass. Yeah. And she's in fucking like six-inch heels, dude. And like <laughs> any other fucking horror movie, that bitch would have tripped fucking 30 times over. <laughs> but she fucking hauled I was I was like I said to myself I was like dude she's pulled the fucking Jurassic World man like she just ran 30 fucking seconds without falling like that was pretty good but I did like the reveal scene like I thought that was kind of cool like 
when he finally got to see his like little ghillie mask and shit. Yeah. I think the whole scene leading up to that too, where he's like, that's the, the part two rip off scene. It was still done pretty good just cause he's completely losing his shit. Just breaking everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a different slasher film and this killer is so different as well. He's very unique in the way he does his, his thing. My question would be is for an army guy. And while he's got the, uh, you know, he had the shotgun, he had the fucking bayonet and shit. Why a pitchfork? I don't maybe know. Maybe want it to be silent for the time. Maybe not have to make so much noise with the gun. Like, dude, if this movie was called The Farmer, totally would get that. <laughs> well, they heard, well, they like, heard what Steve Miner was doing over on part two, so. That's probably well, that's, very that's my only. That's my only thing I could think of. It was just like, yo, because... Fucking uh, Savini wanted to do number two, so they were just like, let's do our own number two. Because, yo, you got to admit, this does feel very Friday 13th like that's hence where he to number four. But I just kind of wonder if it was like almost like a slap in the face to them on that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Could be wrong. I mean, Pitchfork's still a dope ass weapon, not saying it's not. You know what I mean? But just, I don't know. Like, he could use the spade. I felt like he could, like, dude, like, imagine if he had, like, a little trench shovel and shit, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. I would say, I would say your, your assumption is probably the most accurate. That's probably exactly what they had. Just slap him in the yeah. face to fucking yeah. number two. <laughs> Bobby, did you say best scene? Oh, I did not. Um, I do like that whole ending sequence of the real, but I guess it was John, the, the girl running. Yeah. Literally the only time in a horror movie where she's running and she's not falling. <laughs> True. Dude, down steps, that's, fucking that's, like. Down steps, in the heels, like, okay, this bitch knows what she's doing. Those heels before running. Okay, I want to, I want to, there's a uh, Friday the 13th part two where uh, Jason's chasing Jenny. I don't think she trips either. Not only does she not trip, she kicks him in the balls. Yes. <laughs> Literally the only time that's been done in that series. She's not wearing heels. No, no, no. She wasn't wearing heels. Dude, you can't wear heels in the woods, man. <laughs> can't be that girl. We should take all the scenes of the Prowler out for that chase and replace them with uh, Steve Dash scenes. And just... We <laughs> <laughs> should. If we're going to do that, just lift the score out and replace it with Harry Manfredini. Yeah, think of it. We could mash no. them together. I... Listen, like I said, it's actually Chad. You said your favorite. What was your favorite scene again? Sorry. Uh, the, the scene where she's hiding under the bed. That was the part two ripoff. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. yeah. Full ripoff. Okay. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Did the yeah. opening scene hook you in? Uh, see, I could have done without the World War II footage, like the throwback yeah. newsreel. Uh, it kind of was boring to me, but yeah, it was unnecessary. Yeah. But the um, actual, the actual yeah, opening I, scene. I agree. But the actual opening scene of them being at the dance and getting killed and everything. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. It could have, it could yeah, have, that it could have been a little bit. It could have been shortened by about a minute or so, though. Right. Like, you didn't have to have them walking through the dance. You could already have them, like, walking outside the dance to the gazebo. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like where the trailer starts. Pretty much. <laughs> where yeah, the trailer exactly. starts. <laughs> but no, man, you get rid of it. Which I know one cool thing about that newsreel is the dude who actually, like, did them back did those back in the day. Uh, Zito went and found him. He was like fucking 80 years old at the time and asked if he would do him again. So he was like all excited to do it. So that's kind of cool. At least. Okay. Where are you finding this info that I wasn't finding? 
Uh, I did a lot of other weird research today on this movie because I was just like, well, like I said, I already said my distaste to it, but I was like, well, I can't come into this episode just like completely fucking shitting on this movie. You should be throwing out some of these gems too, dude. Yeah. What's that? I said you should have been throwing some of these gems out too, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we are right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's doing it now, so it's not like... He's incorporating it into natural conversation, let the man go. But, uh, yeah, I, that, I, I like that Savini did the whole, uh, like I said, I like that he did all the kills, too. That was yeah. pretty sweet. But what were we on? Opening scene? Yeah. Get get rid of the newsreel shit. Go right to the stabbing in the gazebo. I would say yes. Robert? Agreed. Agreed. Eh. The the whole, yeah, I, I could have done without World War II. I thought it was going to be based in the 40s just by watching that. And then, like, that's what See, I thought. That been dope. That's what I thought. And then I thought it's going to be like, you know, Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yeah, had this movie actually stayed in the time period of the, the 40s and not a 40 year gap like half these 80s movies tried to do or a 20 year gap, I think it would have been a little bit better. It would have moved a, a lot more. Yeah, from previous experience, movies with 40-year gaps, you know, especially movies that take place after 40 years or tend to be shitty. There's something you want to just let out right now. It's okay, buddy. Okay. Didn't this happen two episodes ago? Maybe. <laughs> We're going to veer away from that sidebar and talk about the tickle biddies. Uh <laughs> There them was shower titties. Th- th- them shower titties. titties. They were lovely as always. <laughs> okay, so moving on from shower titties. <laughs> okay, that's the only... But who was the hottest girl? Uh, soft features Amy Steele. <laughs> Ooh. So the main I mean, final girl? She yeah. was a good... Yeah, that's she was too. very good looking. Although She's the only one where you saw her face like all the time. So. I, I was kind yeah. of a little grossed out. It's just maybe it's just me, but I thought I, she's sitting there. It shows her when she's getting ready for the dance. And I'm like, she has a lot of arm hair. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I noticed that like she has a lot I of arm hair for a girl. can't say I did not. <laughs> I did not notice that. that was not on my radar. <laughs> okay. I like it. So did the score set the mood? I would have to say yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, especially for the pool scene. What's wrong? Too much suspense for you, Mr. Uh, Drance Talk? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just didn't. I don't seem like I, uh, I don't even really fucking remember the score, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. Says, says Hater, Hater, uh, Haterade over here. Haterade is, is taking hey, another, hey, hey. Taking I'm allowed to dislike a fucking movie here and there. <laughs> Best song I'd have to say is that prom song they're playing. They play over and over again with that fucking. It's like teetering on Rolling Stones ripoff music. Did you oh, listen Terry to the lyrics to that fucking singing on the fucking? Did you hear the? the uh, did you actually listen to the lyrics he's talking about? Sing it to us, Chad. I don't remember exactly, but it says something about a girl's blood spilling on the ground. Let's go back and listen to it. It's like very slasher esque. The lyrics. Oh, that's fucking dick hardening. Okay, <laughs> I was listening to him. he's talking about blood. What, what the fuck? What? All I know is I thought the lead singer kind of looked like Terry a little bit. Don't wait. No. What? Uh, <laughs> Who? All I gotta say is his. See, his I kind of thought he looked like Todd. It's. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he did have the hair. He did have Todd's hair a little bit. <laughs> God damn it! I want to watch. I can't wait for Thanksgiving to watch that movie again. I'm totally exposing <laughs> that to my family. 
Yeah, and they're all just gonna fucking look at me and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" As good as that song was, it was no fall break. That's true. Which we jammed to prior to uh, <laughs> to all of this. We had a good old uh, jam sesh. Jam sesh. It's it's the first day of fall. We had to bring it in properly. Oh yes, it's fucking right. We all get together and jam that. Song. Let's get this road trip. <laughs> when the leaves of summer <laughs> Guys, we're going to take a break from our uh, little scheduled review here and uh, go on a fall break. Road trip. Forgetting out classes, leaving books Fall break. Empty cottage on the shore. Tourists all left about a month before, and we're gonna have a good time. Gotta have a good time. Have a good time. We're going, going on a Well, guys, we're gonna take this opportunity to go into our commercials, and we'll be right back. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener, take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you! Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more! You can find them on Facebook and Instagram! Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide-ranging selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Okay, fuckers, and we are back with <laughs> our favorite character from the motherfucking Prowler. And my favorite character would actually have to be the Prowler himself, because that guy was a unique motherfucker. And I don't think there's any been like a killer like that's been like him ever since. So I'm gonna go with the Prowler himself. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Amy Steele wannabe. Soft features, Amy. Soft Steel. features, Amy. Steel. Soft features, Amy. <laughs> Soft features. <laughs> How about the Rick Love James it. fucking explosion we had the other day on Facebook? Oh, after the- <laughs> that was wonderful. That was that was really good. <laughs> Oh. Bobby, what's your favorite character, buddy? Oh, my favorite character is the guy sitting at the desk being a dick. He's playing cards. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Yep, Bobby and I agree on that. <laughs> I love the Prowler character. He is a great killer, but I'm sorry. But the guy sitting there being a dick, he slams the door like, let me just continue. Give him a few seconds. Fuck you. Oh, great. I got to come back. Yeah. I got to say, having worked as a front desk clerk at a hotel, I completely sympathize with that. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Oh, I would do that, too. I'd be like, I'm not fucking getting up. Yeah, you get get a bunch of shit like that going on. Oh, it's terrible. I'm surprised he even wrote the note. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) I wouldn't know. On a fucking bag. (laughs) Did he actually write it? Did he just sit there and write, I "I hate my fucking job? I don't know. Maybe he just scribbled on it. Who the fuck? (laughs) Probably drew a penis or something. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's my guy. Uh, was it scary? It it wasn't scary, but it was suspenseful. Time, I would say maybe. I would say uh, gore-wise, scary if you if you're squeamish, yeah, a little yeah, bit. We've been so deadened by you know decades of slasher films. We kind of kind of are a little more immune to this. I will swap out my next pick for strangers if we must. <laughs> if he wants suspense, motherfuckers. I don't even remember what your next pick is up to look. Probably just before dawn. Oh, we can't swap that one out. You really no. have to watch that one. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's well, I already told you I'm swapping out my next one for Bobby to pick. Yeah. I got my pick. It's ready. I hope you guys are ready for it. Uh, I'll just announce Bobby's episode, and it is Debbie Does Dallas, and we are doing the first inaugural episode of Porn and More. Uh, <laughs> and we're all going to be naked. On this episode. <laughs> we're going to have yeah, we'll all be naked. And there will be a cookie-eating contest. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> okay, enough of those fucking nasty-ass jokes. So has anybody, everybody answered the Was It Scary? Yeah, so. yeah, I think we did. Does it hold up today? I think so. It does. Kill wise, yes. Kill wise, yes. Uh, well, this is my first watching, and like I said, gore kills. Loved it. Rest of it, yeah, you could have it. I'm good. I, I so think, no, I I think it does. I'd watch it again. Awesome. It wasn't I, terrible. It wasn't great, but I'd watch it again. Watchable, but eh. it was meh. Was the acting good or bad? I would have to say it's really good uh, in the sense that it fits the movie pretty damn well. Um, I'll say, uh, what was it? Soft features. Fucking what's her tits there? Angel. Her and uh, <laughs> the, the deputy. I'd say like they were probably the two better of the actors. Uh-huh. I mean, all the side chicks, they were all retarded, but, you know, they're all side, the side they're chicks. Just side <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want. Hey, man, listen, listen, I'm surprised the one that was willing to flash the old man, we didn't see her titties. Yeah, it's true. You know, like, what the hell? Oh, like, they, they, look, the old they look kind pervert. of small anyway. He's was- been watching us all weekend. Well, ah, she just starts fucking shaking her titties. And Look, she doesn't open the curtains, though. You uh, younger Gormore listeners out there, those are the ones you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to act exactly like Tommy Jarvis in part four when they do that. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> all. Oh, no. Oh, Tommy Jarvis. He's good. Okay, so uh, everybody answered the acting question? Yes. Yeah. Decent, yeah. Did you like the cinematography? I didn't mind it, especially after finding out that it's... Uh, from what it seems to be a like a, I, what would you even call this? Like it was a, a precursor to number four. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the same cinematographers to my knowledge, but I think they did pretty good. And I feel like they were like these guys were hired on from the reviews that I've been reading on, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and everything else, and different independent sites. Uh, people are actually saying the cinematography is one of the high points of the movie. So I'd say it was pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, they had two yeah. different people on, and they were definitely of Mexican, but I, I've never heard of these people before. The uh, the pool scene definitely had some cool shit going on with oh. the blood in the water and the uh, lights in the pool. I thought there were some cool effects there. And obviously the shower scene, uh, which led right to part four. Like that oh, the non-Mexican, they- Brazilian. Ooh. And they, Ooh. And they, and he, they were the cinematographers on part four. Ah, okay. Shit. There we go. 
Who wants to bet they've so worked on some So it wasn't like a south of the border hire. It was an actual like repeat hire for uh, Zito. Nice. Hmm. They also did Children of the Corn photography. It's a great movie. <sighs> really? I can't. I can't agree with that. I, I, no, I, it was, I, dude, it's so boring. It is. It's very it's boring. So I can't, boring. It's hard to sit through. Back when I was a kid and I first saw it, I'm like, man, this movie's scary as hell. And then I watched it again, probably I don't know, five or six years ago. I'm like. Meh. It's not Dude, good. like you did you I prayed for it to end. I was like, Jesus Christ, how fucking much <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh Did you like the premise? I love the premise. Uh even if Absolutely. you guys don't think like there was enough motive, I still liked it. Well, like I you said, it. I think I think it works better without really knowing his motive. Yeah, I agree. I mean it might have besides the dear John. I mean it might have helped with the story somewhat. But it wasn't really necessary in the long run. I mean, maybe if it's somehow like. I feel like if it gave you a few more characters to potentially really question, like, what if? And especially if they were all soldiers, like with different varying like PTSDs, like, you know what I mean? Like if they went into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have been. That would be to me a really simple explanation. And like, okay, you know, they're bringing back the thing that like. When he did that last and it like fucking struck a nerve and he snapped and started doing it again. Like, okay, I'll fucking accept that. But I don't know, like overall, yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked the I liked the Dear John letter, but at the same time, like, I don't know for you guys, I thought it was kind of hard to read because you know legit that shit fucking happens every goddamn day. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. And uh you're just like, God. Damn, like we all said earlier, they were like, fuck that bitch, dude. Oh, shit. In fact, you reminded me another parallel between part two and this that I forgot to talk about. That we talked about before we started recording was the fact that, you know, half the cast of potential victims was completely left out of the movie. Like in Friday the 13th, part two, you know, all the most of the major the counselors, you know, stayed behind at the bar. Yeah. And only um, Paul and Ginny went back. And then in this, you know, they had to dance and everybody was kept at the dance. Like they pretty much just locked everybody in. Versus, you know, just a few people that were running around outside. The the, the drunk guy in the uh, the jail cell that they took out of the dance. What happened to him? Was he still there? I can't yeah, remember. They just kind of left him in the. Okay, yeah, he so he was, just, he was still in the holding cell. Was it? Was that the dude who was creeping? I'll be out by midnight. Just you see. <laughs> that, dude was, <laughs> that dude was a typical drunk dude. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Jesus Christ! Was that was that the same? That was the same dude that was in the basement that was creeping on those kids, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The guy that was creeping on the kids was the old bald guy. Yeah. What's his name? Oh. Otis or whatever? No, 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 no. Otto was the other Otto. guy. No, this was just the guy that was there at the dance. I don't know if he was like uh, the. Whatever, the dean of the school or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, no, he was the dean because, yeah, he went down to look at them because he had nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, guys, you ready for this gore and more rating score? Yeah, let's do this. So I'm going to start this off with a four out of... No, fuck that. Way too high. 3.5 out of five. Hmm. Chad? I think that's being a little too generous. I don't want to quite give it a three. Okay. But I think 2.75 is a little too low. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2.85. John Dranscock. I'll give it a two for Gore alone. Bobby Amon. 
I'll give it the three. It had the gore. There was suspense. But I do feel certain parts dragged on. So I'll give it a three. That is a gore more score of 2.8 out of five for the Prowler from 1981. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You well, forgot the year already. We've been talking about it for an hour. Yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> but <laughs> great movie. If you like slasher films, not the best of the slasher genre, but definitely one to watch and appreciate for like Johnny D said, the kills next week. We will have a special episode in a special guest. We will be doing alien, which is Chad's pick, correct? No, this is John. No, John's pick. And Bobby will be sitting the next one out due to him having a gynecologist appointment. And we will have longtime listener, Tyler (laughs) Roebuck. Stop telling my business, business, man. It's not a gyno for God's sakes. (laughs) Longtime listener Tyler Roebuck will be on to fill in for Bobby. So you're saying it's a proctologist then? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) They got to remove the toy car. Call me Aspen. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Okay. So be sure to be on the lookout for that next week and more fucking crazy obscure 80s films to be launched your way in the future. Maybe some themed ones moving on to the holidays. And this is technically the first day of fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it has been confirmed that we are doing a Halloween episode, actually doing Halloween. And then next year, uh, Chad and I have been speaking and we will be doing sequels to all the films that we've done this year, next year. Yes. 2020 is the year of the sequels. Yes. Fuck yeah. And once we're done with the sequels, we'll just go back to the normal rotation as we're not going to do sequels first. <laughs> I mean, or we can just do out of order. I mean, who really cares? I mean, if we can just look at them as standalone pieces, but then again, depends on the sequel. Yeah. Anyway, gore and more gore and more. Be sure to, the? was that a werewolf? Was that? <laughs> that was my dog. Uh, you got a wolf or something over there, boy? What the hell is going it's on? It's an American werewolf in Auburn. That's right. Oh, that, that was, was great. That was, that was perfect timing. Oh, God. So, speaking of podcasts, Goran Moore, uh, Goran Moore is part of the Do Back Discussion Podcast Network, featuring other great podcasts such as Chad. The Do Back Discussion Network, the Do Back Discussion Podcast, which is your host for reviews, news, rumors of our favorite Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have John. We have uh, Two Wicked Wednesdays we Ooh. podcast, which is another horror podcast. Um, just as good as ours, I would have to say. Uh, we also have um, uh, Mick Strong's podcast with TJ. Rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, and uh, Bobby. Uh, we also have Jerk the Curtain, which yeah. is another great podcast to listen to. The Mid South Maniac. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, Jerk the Curtain, and um, we also have um, what's that new one? TJ, the football one. I forgot the Do-back name. Back Sports and Hall of Zeros. Hall That's of it. We got that coming too, what's and that? with it being football season. Tune into it as much as you possibly can. Yes. Uh, Dubac Sports is on the rise, guys. It is out on Google Play and Spotify. iTunes is being a little bitch with their uploading stuff. 
So I'm having issues with them, but I will notify you guys when it is live on the iTunes. And you can find all of Dubak Discussion podcasts over on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And on the lovely dobackdiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and much more. And as the commercial stated, go buy some fucking swag, you fucking loser. We will be back next Monday for another wonderful episode, and we will drop bonus episodes here and there for all you lovely Gorn Moore listeners. Have we have an official name for Gorn Moore listeners, or are we just going to call them Gorn Moore? I would tend Goreheads. Can we call them Gorehounds? Gorehounds, I like that. Gorehounds, there you go. Okay. Well, guys, I will be editing the fuck out of this and signing off right meow. This is your Dark Lord Master Jack Christman <laughs> saying, see you on the flip side. <laughs> this is Big Johnny D going more saying, see you later. This is your killing machine, Bobby Amon saying, kill you later. Caught in your way